Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hi, and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Aileen. And today we are going to just catch up a little bit on our children (laughs) and how life is going with that. So Aileen, how's it going? Things are good-ish. I mean, great, whatever. I mm, have moved Mila out of the Merlin suit into a sleep sack because... I had the advice to do that. Actually, I'll just be straightforward. I talked to a sleep coach, aka Susie, who <laughs> is coming on this show. She's the uh, the writer of Twelve Hours by Twelve Weeks, and full disclosure, I did not get her to sleep by twelve weeks. But anyway, I gave, told her my issues, and it was actually very helpful. She told me that like everything is kind of connected. The naps are connected to whatever she's sleeping in, her development, all of that pacifier, whatever tools she's using, like it's all connected. And so the first thing she told me to do was while the Merlin suit is very good and it's a great transition, it it slows development. So she doesn't have access development to like her soothing, for example. She doesn't have access, a hundred percent access to her hands. So she's like, first do that. And she's like, the first thing you do, what the whenever you try something new, always start at night. And I thought it would be the other way around. Same. She said, always start at night. Naps are harder. So I, well, I did the the cribs during the day, the crib, I did the crib transition during the day, then at night, because I thought it would be easier for me. I did so, that too. Yeah, whatever. So I, and she was like, just know the first three nights are going to be hard. And like, just knowing that she's like, take notes and, you know, just know like you're you're doing something that's helping her mm-hmm. in the long run. So, okay, so I did that and I took the notes were helpful because I felt like I was working towards something. The first night was awful. She woke up every hour. Oh, God. When was this? Did you did you wait for the two, weekend? I'm on I'm on three nights. So this is, last night was a third night. Okay. So two nights ago, it was it wasn't great, but I watched her like put herself back to sleep like on the nanit. And I was like, oh my God, this is like working. She's not like crying for me. And last night she's like slept <laughs> with the sleep sack. And and obviously the naps were helping. So the so far, knock on wood, transition was good. That's amazing. And I don't think that I would have done it had I not spoken to somebody. Mm-hmm. So whoever, like if you ever need some help, like just for something that you're going through, I feel like it is... There's so many different people out there that are obviously at different costs. But um, I felt like it was just, I needed that push. So, so that was step one. My next job is to wean her off of the pacifier in the middle of the night. So she doesn't okay. need me. Okay. But So you're still going into her room in the middle of the night to give her her pacifier. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, because she's like, it starts like at four. Yeah. And then it's just the whining. It's not mm-hmm. like crying, it's whining. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and we just like sort of get up and we just like zombie over, you know, it's not right. like, and, and so lately I've been like, okay, let's wait three minutes, see if she falls asleep. And so sometimes she does. And if three minutes go by and she's still like doing the whining, that's more than a grunt, but less than a cry. <laughs> so on the scale, <laughs> uh, we'll go in. But so she's like, she's just now used to you kind of plugging mm-hmm. it in. <laughs> 
Yeah, so now that she has access to her hands, that's step one, so she can soothe herself, doesn't need the pacifier. So I've noticed it helped a lot. Did she start going for her thumb or is she just like her hands in general? She like her hands. She like sticks her thumb like to the side of her mouth. It's not like a full, yeah. you know, like like thumb thing. It's like yeah. <laughs> she's like <laughs> I need stretching something. her cheek. Yeah. It's sweet and um, it's cute. she seems better. And then, okay, so my third thing is that I need to help her prolong her naps because she takes shorter naps and they're not like these long things. And she said that it's all connected. Like the nap, when she gets the, and which she said on our, on the show coming up is that when she gets the naps going longer, she'll feel more like she'll just, it'll just work. So she won't be waking up at four. Right. So here we are. That's what I'm working on. Cause I would like to sleep. <laughs> I mean, sleep's important. I think that's great. And I think there's a couple of things that you said that are good to note is that you set goals for yourself. Like you weren't like one day waking up being like, I'm just not going in there at all. You're giving yourself a three minute marker. And then yeah. maybe you would push it to five minutes if you needed to, like a couple of nights later or whatever. I think that's a really great thing to take note of because I think a lot of times parents are like, I can't do that. I can't listen to this, but you just have to set little goals. And I, I, th- I think that's really helpful. Right. And it's not like she's crying, crying. Yeah. So, and I feel like I have a, a sense of like whether something's wrong or she's just trying to figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not like she's crying. Like, it's just the way of communicating. So, um, it's not like, oh, something is wrong. I think she's just like, oh, I woke up and I need to find my place. So, and I noticed that I look on the nanit later in the morning that she is, she does wake up, but she doesn't make any noise. She just mm-hmm. kind of like lays there, finds her way back to sleep. So I'm like, okay, so some progress is being made, knock on wood until the next regression, yeah. progression, whatever they call it. <laughs> Little steps at a time. And so what sleep sack are you using? Did you find one that you love? So, I have a hand-me-down from Shira. Shout out Shira. And I'm using that one for now. It's, well, I ordered more because obviously you need to wash them. (laughs) It's the Adonais or whatever cotton one. And I asked Susie, I was like, should I get the weighted one? She's like, no. You want to just, you know, that's another thing you're going to have to transition her from. Just if you're going to do it, just do the cotton. You know, she's, it's just supposed to be a blanket. Right. Like a replace a blanket. It's not, you're not supposed to like make her go to sleep. And again, like you're not supposed to add tricks to help her sleep. Like she, the, the, we're learning, she's learning how to sleep on her own tricks right. aside. So, and then I bought two halos that are on their way <laughs> on the little Amazon truck. <laughs> I mean, Amazon <laughs> is a new mom's best friend. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. So what's, so that's what's going on with me. And I'm start. I'm, feeding her some foods and she's loving it or not loving it but she's loving it (laughs) the last we spoke is you were trying out oatmeal and i saw on instagram that she tried avocado avocado she was a fiend for like that's amazing then i gave her like butternut squash not a huge fan i'm not either okay um i ate so much avocado toast when i was pregnant so i have a feeling maybe (laughs) and um i just fed her peas like I bought, and since you told me I can buy prepackaged foods, I <laughs> I bought, I looked on Whole Foods and they had this, that Happy Baby Company sells like organic jars that are just 
there's no ingredients besides peas and water or yeah. whatever. So I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. So <laughs> no need to be Easy. a hero. Um, yeah. And so I gave her some today, peas and, oh, did I? Oh, I also gave her green beans. Also happy baby. She liked, she was like unsure, but she really mm-hmm. likes the eating. Like she likes. It's, she gets excited. About yeah, and I pulled. I I brought our high chair up from the basement. I put it together. You know, milestones here. I don't want her to grow up too fast, but it's exciting when, like, you know, they're doing things. It is, and you know what? Having the high, like, when they're able to sit in their high chair, it's great because it's another place to put them down. You could give them little things to play with, and they like it in there. They like being higher up. I like, Jack likes sitting in his high chair sometimes when I'm cooking and he just watches me. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So I think it's like, it's a great tool to just add to the Mm -hmm. box. So it's just, yeah, it's also like fun to see them like do new things and like discover the world in a new way. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at. So tell me what's going on with you. So many things. I think the, <laughs> I think the last time we spoke, I I had just hired a nanny. Um, she then quit a week the that week, so that was fun. And I swear it wasn't me. I just think maybe <laughs> she got me. It's, it wasn't me. She told me she was like, "Oh, you're so easy." I'm like, "Thanks." <laughs> But your kids, on the other hand, <laughs> no, I, I have a feeling that she either like maybe planned that she wasn't staying the whole time. Who the who really knows? But whatever, yeah. I, I was kind of a little down about that, and luckily found somebody else. Um, I kind of went on a crazy search for somebody. Found somebody else. Today is her first day. <laughs> really? Yeah. And both of my kids are home because it's the Lunar New Year. So they have off of daycare. Oh, you were sending them to daycare in between? Yes. So Jack okay. is still going to daycare like every other day. We were starting part time. So luckily, like I still had that to fall back on. But now both of my kids are home today. So she's starting for the first time with both of my kids. So good luck to her. And um, just pray for me. Pray that it works out because I pray. Did you how many people did you interview? Like not that many. I feel like I spoke to a couple of people on the phone and I met like including the person that quit on me. I met three people in person. Okay. Oh, you did in person. Yeah. Because I wanted to see, I wanted to see them with my kids. I wanted to see how they like actually interact with the kids at first. Do How do you do a nan- uh, like a nanny interview? Like how do you go about it? Did you ask for advice? I did ask for advice, but I also had done it before with Oliver. So I feel like I knew what I was looking for because I knew what I didn't like about the nanny that I had for Oliver. Okay. I pretty much asked about their experience. I wanted to make sure that they were fully vaccinated. That was a preference for me. That they showed me their license when they came over because they will eventually be driving Jack to classes. Just, you know if they would be okay if both of my kids were home because it would be typically for Jack, but if Oliver would be home, if that would be a problem, if they're the type of person that really gets down and engages with the baby, doesn't doesn't just sit there on their phone watching the baby. And I don't think anybody in an interview is going to be like, yeah, I sit on my phone and watch a baby, but I think Mm -hmm. it's setting a standard that I don't want that. Yeah, definitely. Do you, so what did you say when you said that you're like, watch them with the baby? Like what, what do you do? 
Yeah. So like when they walk in the door, how they greet my kids, how my mm-hmm. dog is towards her, you know, kind of <laughs> the just dog seeing, intuition. Test. Yeah, the dog <laughs> intuition. I'm just kind of seeing just the little things that uh, they that I'm like in, like tuning into that they might not realize. And then I'll say like, oh, do you want to hold him and just kind of see what they do with the baby when they like hold him. One of the nannies, I was feeding Jack a bottle at the time. So I was like, oh, do you want to give Jack his bottle? And just kind of like see what they do and kind of put them on the spot a little bit. But I just, you know, this is my one and only, you're watching my children. So I need to see what you're going to do. People in the past, if they would take the kids to the park, if they would take the kids to classes, what kind of classes they would go to, how they feel about, you know, the TV, how they feel about um, feeding. Just like a big question I actually find really important is if they have children, I like to kind of gauge how involved they are in their own kids' lives. And I'm not saying from a perspective, look, I know this is like a full-time job. I'm like, we're also working full-time jobs. So there's like, we have limited time, but just, I feel like there are specific answers of them knowing like, oh, well, like I want to make sure that I have my kids set up for dinner. I, they're in after school sports. My child loves to read or my child loves to hang, whatever. Just kind of like telling me about their kids and to hear that they're also excited about their kids' lives. I just feel like that's an important thing. Right. Maybe that's personal. Okay. Yeah. All right. So hopefully it works. Yes. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. Good luck. Um, yeah. So that's what's. I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned driving Jack to classes. Yeah. When do you start classes? I started, I had started Jack in classes at, well, I, it probably wasn't necessary, but I started taking him to music at three months, but it was mainly for me. Like I wanted to get out and a couple of my friends were doing it. So I wanted to do it with them. But I kind of feel like, starting at like six months is probably a good age to get them out and engaging with other babies. Are you signing Mila up for any classes? Well, now I am. <laughs> I just, um, I like had it on my like to-do list and then second wave, well, not third wave, fourth wave, fifth wave of COVID hit. Like, yeah. And so I was like, okay, maybe let's wait. So six months is good. So what kind of music? So, yeah, so find local Jack, classes. Yeah, don't worry, I got you. Right now, he's not signed up for a third class, but I would like to sign him up for a third class. There's this class, Look Who's Talking, and I think they do a lot of reading and just it's about speech development. So I think that's a class I'm going to look into. And over the summer, I'll have him do a swim lesson, um, another art class and yeah, music. Yeah, I'm doing swim lessons in the summer. Yeah, I, I feel so strongly about swim lessons. Yeah, got to start early. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, thanks. And anybody who's listening who <laughs> feels the same way I do, where you just literally don't know when to start anything, here's your answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever, yeah, and it's whenever you're comfortable with it, really. I, For me, I think I'm like, I need my kids to socialize. I need them to get out there. And maybe that's why I love daycare so much. So I'm just like maybe aggressive about the classes. But yeah, personal preference. No, you're right. Like I'd like to do some socialization. Mila met her first baby or baby recently. Really? I was very excited for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> baby playdates. She met a baby and then she's going to hang with her cousins this weekend. So, so more sweet. socialization is happening. Otherwise, it's just me just smiling at her all day. <laughs> 
Okay, so I know you really wanted to talk about something today. It has to do with parenting. So what? So what's been going on with that? Yeah, so I feel like a big buzzword these days is like gentle parenting. And it's like, oh my God, like just like enough. Like it's too, too many things to follow. It's difficult, but... I really believe in it. I do. And I think it's one of those things I almost, it's kind of funny. I kind of think of it as like training your dog, but like not really. That sounds like horrible where it's like you keep like doing something and it's not working and then they finally do it. And you're like, oh my God, what I'm doing is actually conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually working. So one, I feel like I had a breakthrough with Oliver where for the past I would say for a while, like he was always, he has a really strong personality. He knows what he wants and he was always really aggressive. Just like kind of like I would get a lot of reports like, oh, he likes to use his hands, just like any typical toddler really. But maybe there are some kids that are a little bit more reserved. Oliver's not so reserved. You know, we definitely, the way I kind of go about these things, especially if I see it at home, is I kind of take him to the side and I talk to him and I never try to oust him in front of other people because I don't want to make him feel bad about it. But I'm kind of like, you wanted that toy. I see that. But Joe is playing with that toy right now. And you could maybe have it after or ask him if you guys could play together. And then after that situation, I'll kind of remove him from that situation if I have to and talk to him about it and ask him what's the matter, what's wrong, and then kind of get down to like why he's feeling so frustrated or upset. And I feel like this is just something that I've spoken about before on the podcast and that I'm like constantly trying to practice. And um, for a while I was getting just like not the best reports from school, just like, oh, like he gets a little frustrated. But the past couple of weeks, he's been getting the best reports like, Really? He's completely just turned over a new leaf. And I almost cried the other day because I got a message from his teacher that he was able to pick a toy out of the treasure box because he saw a friend sitting alone and he went and sat with him. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so oh, cute. So, so what, he, he picked a toy and went over to sit with so the he, friend? They were... From what she told me, there were they were sitting at the tables coloring, and this one boy was sitting alone. So he got up and went and sat with him. <laughs> and he just and he, then he talked to him. That's yeah. So nice. And I was like, oh, like I heard that you went to like play with your friend. He was sitting alone today, and he was like, yeah. And then I got to pick a toy out of the treasure chest. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, so oh, that was his like reward for doing that. Yeah, that was his reward because whenever they do nice things, they, I they do positive reinforcement so I just I don't know I fe- and like and also just generally like he hasn't been using his hands we were with my nephews the other day and my one of my nephews he was standing on this mat that Oliver was playing with and he's my nephew's 18 months old and it's typically Oliver would push him down and be like yo like get off my shit I'm playing <laughs> but yeah. he was like Landon I'm playing with this could you please move over <laughs> I was like Oh my God, you're an adult. So these are things that you think that you like came from the methods of parenting you've been instilling. Yes, because I always try to teach him to be positive and to use his words, not his hands. And that if something's bothering him to tell an adult 
like to his mom or his dad or the teachers and that, you know, he should never use his hands. And if there's ever a problem, maybe somebody could help him. I just constantly am trying to do these things because it's hard being three. You have all these emotions and you don't know how to handle them. You don't know how to express them. Right. So you need a little bit of help trying to figure out how to do those things. And I just recently have seen that he's been so empathetic and really he's trying really hard to do the right thing. And even um, like he, he'll be like, Jack's upset. I don't want Jack to be upset. And he'll go up to him and hug him and just like really Aww. cute things. And it just felt really good as a parent to know that all these moments that have been so frustrating and so hard and you feel like you're doing it for nothing it just it actually it works what was a moment well first of all that's amazing yeah congratulations that must feel really good really good what has been like a time where you like it really tested you but you stuck to your i guess i don't say guns but you stuck you stuck to the gentle parenting advice like what is something he does and you're like, this is, and you do the thing that teaches the empathy. I think in general, it's just like, I think every moment is a test. Like there isn't ever <laughs> a time where something happens and you don't want to just like freak out or mm-hmm. just like get your point across because it's frustrating. Right. And when they do things that might embarrass you in front of other people, you want you don't want other people to think that you're not parenting your child. Yeah. So you just, you do the thing where it's like, I won't let you this, right? Like, I won't let you. Yeah. So there was actually another, there was a moment where he was playing with some friends and they were playing Floor is Lava and they were both on the same square and Oliver only wanted to be on that square. He didn't want to be on the square with somebody else. And he threw himself to the floor, freaked out, threw a tantrum. And I've seen him do this a handful of times, maybe like five times in his entire life, not even, where he's thrown himself to the floor and made a scene. Yeah. And I picked him up. I took him away. I removed him from the situation. I brought him where people couldn't hear us. And I was like, I see you're upset. What's going on? He's like, I was standing on that and I don't want Jordan to stand on that with me. That was my square. And I was like, okay, I understand, but you're playing together and this is a game you're playing with together. And if you can't do that, then we'll play with something else or, or we're going to leave because if you, it seems like you're having a really hard time playing with other people right now. And I got him to calm down and he was able to go back over. We ended up playing a different game, but he was able to calm down and gave him a hug and a kiss. And I think he really just needed that hug and sympathy in the moment. He didn't need somebody coming up to him being like, stop, stop it. He's yeah. like, stop it. You're all playing together. Share. Because that's not what right. he needed in the moment. And I right. think like it could be, like I was saying before, it could be embarrassing for parents to feel like, oh, you're not disciplining your child. But that's the way that you know, you, you're working with your child, not against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that sounds like the script that I see, like Dr. Becky or yes. like Jenny <laughs> Moniz. Yes. Or, like I follow this person, like Stern USA or something. Yeah. It's like the, like remove them from the situation. Yeah. And like telling them, like sort of empathizing with them rather yes. than telling them and then giving them the option of what's going to happen. Yes. Right. And making them feel like they are in control of the situation because they feel so mm-hmm. out of control. Dysregulated, right? That's yeah. the word they always use. Dysregulated. Well, 
that's that's really great advice i think like and and it's nice to see that it's kind of working yeah it is and it's nice for me to see that it's working because for three and a half years of his life that i've been well i guess not three and a half years but at least for the past two years that i've really Mm -hmm. been trying to do all this like i just i see it working and it's becoming easier that's amazing. Yeah. Now you just have another kid to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> no, that's really great. I always think about like the whole parenting thing. I, you know, the one that I, um, I've been looking into recently is like, is all the gentle parenting people say, like, you don't want to constantly re- like reward, like say good job. Yes. Or do the, do the thing about the rewards and make them feel like the result is the or the reward is what what they're going for rather than like the experience because then they become like people pleasers and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, because I'm highly motivated. <laughs> it's funny to read all the parenting things and think about like my, obviously my parents are great, but mm-hmm. think about the things that they do, <laughs> all the, the things that you don't all the time. Do. I, I highly analyze how I was parented and how I am now. I'm like, this me, and I literally just give sense. myself therapy. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, this <laughs> makes total sense. Yeah, like yeah. I was always grounded or yeah. like like told to be doing things. and Totally. Um, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's but so funny. That's I something I have to work on is reward giving. I'm so bad at that. I give all the rewards. So like, bad. Like treats or like treats. a good job? Good. I, well, I, it's easier for me to hold myself back from saying good job whenever he hands me a picture that he's drawing or he's making a tower. I try to say like, I love how you used all the blue in that tower or I love how you made the tower so high. Like, how did you make that? How did you make this picture? How did, like, I really like where you put the tape. How did it feel to yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> so that's like a lot right. of what I hear also from, you know, yeah. Dr. Becky and Jenny Monas, just like, you know, asking them about what they did and how they did it. I'm good with that. But when it comes to being like, if you listen to mommy, we'll go to Target and you can get a present. I'm like, oh, we do that all the time. That's really, really. If you listen to mommy, we'll go to Target. Oh my God, Oliver loves Target. Loves a good Target run. That's so funny. Well, at least, you know, we all have our things. All right, well... Let's do a segment. So we're going to do Am I a Momster? Brittany, do you want to read today's email? Sure. My mother-in-law tends to do things that I consider out of her role, too overbearing. For every holiday, she buys both my kids outfits to wear for the holiday, even pajamas she wants them to wear on Christmas Day. As grateful as I am for all that she does, it feels like I can't have any of my own traditions. She was able to do all these things for her own kids as they grew up, and my opportunities are being stripped away with my kids. I've expressed to her that I would like to do traditions with my own children the way she did with hers, and her response is generally dismissive while she giggles and says, oh, you know, I just have to do this. Am I a momster for wanting those same experiences with my own kids? Sincerely frustrated and annoyed betch. I don't think she's a momster for like her intentions. No, not at all. And also because the, the response she got from her mother-in-law was this is her mother-in-law yeah mother-in-law was dismissive like it did not take her feelings into account 
You know, like if they came, if she was like, oh, I didn't realize this upset you. Like, do you want to compromise or like maybe we could do that? Like, I think that would be a great sort of solution. But I don't think she's a monster, do you? No, not at all. Because I think it's also, it gets a little touchy when it comes to in-laws anyway. Like you feel like if they do anything that oversteps your parenting, you're kind of like, of course they're doing this. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's there's obviously good intentions there. She just wants she it just makes her feel good to yeah. buy these things for your children and to have these traditions. But I think it's really frustrating when you want to do those things yourself. I get it. Like you want to buy the pajamas, like you want to pick it out. I mean, maybe you could say to her, "Why don't like you were just saying, like let's do this together or I'll pick it out and you buy them. <laughs> like whatever. Like I pick them out and you give it to them. Whatever. I think the the mom probably wants to be the grandma wants to be the one to like, this was mine. This is yes. my idea. This is my thing that now yeah. we're all partaking in. Which has its own like she wants to sort of be included or sort of still be the matriarch, I suppose, in some ways. Definitely. And I think you, and I really think you could just say like, thank you for so much for buying these, but I actually already bought them pajamas so they could just wear these a different night. And that's it. Yeah. Agreed. Or like, and I think that knowing that she's going to be doing stuff for certain things, you can like tab her in advance. Like, hey, are you planning on doing, let's like discuss because this is what I really want to do. Like sort of call it before her. Yeah. And I think also like don't try not to, I know don't is hard, but try not to focus on the things that like you can't do. Like I can't have the traditions of my own, but instead like add, like get creative with traditions you can, you can do. Mm -hmm. And then you'll feel a little less, I guess, like you're missing things when you feel like the mother-in-law is taking over. Okay, so she'll have Christmas. Maybe you can have a different holiday or like maybe you'll, because you'll, you'll, you will have added so many other traditions. Christmas won't be so bad because, oh, she's got it. You know, we, this is fun. We can all partake. Right. So, um, or you could also think of it as like something being taken off your plate. Exactly. (laughs) It's something you don't have to do. Oh, you got the pajamas. Okay, great. Something I don't have to think about. (laughs) Can you put everything else too? (laughs) Right. You also decorate my tree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. That was it for Am I a Momster? DM us your submissions at Betches Moms on Instagram. You can obviously email us moms at betches.com. Again, that's moms, M-O-M-S at betches.com. We always want to hear your scenarios. And send us like crazy ones. I want to hear some crazy thoughts you guys are having because I really want to say, yes, you're a momster. <laughs> I know. I, I want to hear the wild stories where you're like, that happens. Yeah, I want to hear a wild one. So send them, send them to us. And that's moms at betches.coms or DM us betches moms. All right. Well, now is our segment, No Mom Guilt. You all know what our No Mom Guilt segment is by now. It's okay to have mom guilt, but we should know that we're all doing too too much and we shouldn't feel guilty for the things that just come with being a mom. And we're here to discuss them and to, to hopefully make you feel heard and seen and to maybe you'll relate to us a little bit in some of these mom guilt and scenarios reduce your mom guilt. and reduce your mom guilt and know that you're not alone. Okay. Well, um, I have one. Yeah. Aileen, 
you are up. Mine is not really so much. It's something I'm not. I feel no mom guilt about. I love this. No mom. <laughs> literally no mom guilt. My no mom guilt has to do with. It's sort of like a. It's connected to the the slave coach. I felt so like bad that I spent like too much money <laughs> on like I I really splurged on the sleep coach and I really didn't do enough research. I was just like, you know, it was like the middle of the night I emailed them and I just felt like really guilty about that. But you know what? At the end of the day, yeah, it was a splurge and I set aside that money later on when I looked at my budget, but I was like, you know what? It's worth it at this point. And I don't feel guilty about that because I sometimes splurge on other shit that actually doesn't make my life better. So (laughs) I feel not guilty about that. And I think a lot of the times we do sometimes like sometimes your the money gets so twisted with Mm -hmm. the things and then you don't do certain things when if you have money like saved for these types of things. Mm -hmm. But you're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, blah, blah. But um, I don't feel guilty about that. Although maybe I should because it was expensive. <laughs> no, you shouldn't because I think it's really important. You said that it made your life better. And I think that if, if you could set money aside for something that is going to improve the quality of your life. Right. That, I mean, there's kind of, it's hard to put a price on something like that. And I mean, like there is like a limit. You put a price on it. <laughs> there is a price and there's a limit. But I'm saying like, like how many times do you go out and haphazardly purchase something on a whim that doesn't add anything to your life? Totally. Like where you buy too much shit at CVS. Yeah. (laughs) And this is exactly. Or Target. (laughs) And this type of advice you're literally going to use through the rest of Mila's life. You're going to apply it to so many things. I use a sleep coach twice for Oliver. And I still go back to these methods and it's worth every penny when you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't feel guilty and it is what it is. And then my follow-up is, so, you know, last time I was all like guilty and shit about the books. Yes. <laughs> so I found myself sort of being like, because sometimes it all can just feel overwhelming and all the shoulds are like mm-hmm. constantly like just sparking your brain. Like you should be taking her all the classes and you should be doing the fucking books and you should be giving her all the new foods and you should be like cleaning her butt with like non-toxic <laughs> ingredients. Like I don't fucking know. Yeah. But so it just becomes overwhelming. And so I got it out. And I realized, oh, it doesn't need to be this complicated. Right. And it's just little tiny steps and it doesn't have to be every day. It's just sometimes, like sometimes. So I found myself, oh, now's a good time. Let me pull out a book. And we read it and we had a great time. She loved it. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, not complicated. No. We were sitting, we were sitting at bedtime and instead of just, she's usually fussy. I was like, oh, she looks kind of calm. Let's pull out a book. Like we're both calm. And it was good. So it was, I'm sort of proud of myself to, to have like, you know, scaled down or like pulled the reins back for my like, it was really just anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel better. But right now I have like a massive cart in my Amazon account. Speaking of things to spend money on. <laughs> um, all, a lot of your guys, I, I put a question box on Instagram and so many of you sent amazing book recommendations. 
and I have a big cart in my Amazon and I'm going to buy them and I can post whatever I get. But I love that. And I love that you, you know, our little therapy sessions really show that, um, you know, when we kind of talk about it and we put it all out there, we see that, okay, we're making this into a bigger deal than it needs to be. Right. It's fine. We pull out the book and if it doesn't work, then we put the book back and we don't do that. Exactly. 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 So, and that was like three more, if I had been like freaking out about it, then I, maybe I wouldn't have even done it. Right. So like, it was good. But that's my really no mom guilt, zero guilt. That was and, a great one. I love that one. And if you guys also want to send us your mom, no mom guilt, like we would love to read yours. It shouldn't be just me and Brittany constantly looking for things that we feel guilty about. So send us yours, moms at betches.com. We would love to read yours or like even a win like I shared where you felt like, oh, maybe I should feel guilty, but I don't. Like, that's even more ex- exciting. So, yeah, send that to us. Anything that's on your mind. All right. And that's it for this episode of the Betches Moms podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple and Spotify. Please, please go on and give us a five star rating and let us know <laughs> how much you love us and to let us know that. You know, we're helping you maybe through a problem. Maybe you feel connected to us in a certain way because we're both going through the same things. We would love to hear that. And could also just DM us and let us know as well. And you could follow Aileen at Aileen. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.